You are listening to the Think Brick Australia podcast. Think Brick Australia represents the clay brick and paver manufacturers of Australia. Brick by Brick, our podcast will discuss technical information and architectural case studies with special guests. I'm your host, Cathy Inglis, the acting CEO of Think Brick Australia. Welcome to the continued discussion on pavers. Today we're joined by Jack Wang, one of the technical team at Think Brick Australia. So welcome, Jack. Thank you, Cathy, for having me. Today we're going to be talking about the detailing and construction of flexible clay pavements. So the first step in detailing and constructing any flexible pavement is the selection of an appropriate paver for the application. Yeah, so depending on the application of the pavers, units can be chosen based on the degree to which they interlock with each other. Heavily interlocking units can be used across all applications, ranging from heavy traffic and driveways, while loosely interlocking units are more suited for light traffic and pedestrian traffic. What is also important is the base course, which must be constructed with the California bearing ratio of the subgrade in mind, while the thickness and level of compaction required for pavement surface must adhere to Australian standards. Picking the appropriate units and satisfactory construction of the of the base course is important, but so is the laying pattern of the units. The laying pattern is important because that helps with the interlocking of the pavers. But so can you tell us a bit more about the different laying patterns that are available? Yeah, so largely there are three laying patterns pavers can be laid in, and they are stretcher, basket weave, and herringbone. Laying patterns are important when it comes to withstanding the applications they are laid for, especially when it comes to vehicular traffic. Stretcher bonds are the least effective in handling vehicle traffic as it really is only effective for traffic traveling in one direction. Basket weave is slightly better as it is partially composed of pavers placed to support traffic in two directions. However, the most effective pattern is herringbone since direction of traffic is not critical for this layout. So that laying pattern is important because when you're turning a vehicle and the wheels turn on the pavers, it's likely to move them so you can get shunting of pavers happening. So it's very important to pick the right pattern for the application. Yeah, exactly. The other thing that's really important is edge restraints in making sure that the pavers stay together in the area where they're laid. So what are some important things to note when it comes to detailing and construction of edge restraints? Yeah, so some details to keep in mind when constructing edge restraints include keeping the pavers slightly above the abutment face of the edge restraint so that water will not pond on the pavement. You've also got to ensure that the edge restraint has a vertical or near vertical abutment face so edge pavers will fit in and you need to make sure that the base course extends below the edge restraint for its full length to minimise the likelihood of the restraint being disturbed. So you mentioned the pavers at the edge or edge pavers. How are these detailed? Yeah, so it's always a good idea to use a soldier course adjacent to the edge restraint to frame the pavement and then you can cut the pavers to size against the soldier course. So when you do that, it minimises the cutting of pavers as well. But the edge restraint, these can be different materials. So you can have it concrete or it can be a timber framed up border to make sure the pavers stay in place and use as your edge restraint. The other thing that needs to be considered is if any utility pits or penetrations such as manholes are going to get in the way of the pavement and how we work around this. So Jack, have you got any tips on that? Yeah, so some tips to note are the level of the pit covers should be adjusted before doing any paving around them. 
It's important for water to drain away from pits with lids into drainage structures. A concrete surround can be used for the pit, which doesn't have to be in the center of the concrete surrounding. Along the edges of this concrete surround, a soldier course can be laid out, similar to what is done around edge restraints, and then the pavers can be laid around it accordingly. Now for some more specifics on the construction itself, what are some tips for job site arrangements? Yeah, so some tips for that are, you know, it's always a good idea to keep bedding and jointing materials near the work face to avoid double filling and wasting materials. Carefully locating start lines and subsequent development of the laying face is a good way to make sure your pavers continue in one general direction. And one thing to note is that starting from both ends and meeting in the middle will produce inconsistencies and unattractive joints. So that means you should always start from one end and work your way to the other side of the pavement to make sure it's most consistent. Yes, exactly. Thanks for joining us today, Jack, and discussing clay pavements. Please stay tuned for further editions where we will discuss the maintenance of clay pavements. Thank you again, Jack. That's right. Thanks for having me, Cathy. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please follow, rate and review our podcast. We are always looking for new ways to think brief. If you have an idea of what you'd like to hear about, there's a link in our show notes to let us know. 